0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town radio tower, it's the one... The only Pucko
0: Podcast! Hey, Thatch, did you hear about the new Pokemon type they're adding? No, no, there's a new type? Yeah, sound type! Are, are
2: you. No, this, this can't be real. This is, this is impossible. No, it's
0: totally real. I'm never wrong at predicting this.
2: No, this, this just can't happen. <laughs> Paco, Paco, it's Paco, Paco,
1: Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah, Paco, grab your friends, it's that time, time again. again, listen to the shit with the phone never, never ends. ends, it's Paco, Paco, oh yeah, Paco.
2: And welcome to the 218th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here with my wonderful co-hosts, Mr. Maximus,
0: and Sublime.
2: And we're here to bring you another exciting episode of the Puckle Podcast. If you are new, Puckle stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007. And But most importantly, Puckle is a Pokemon community online where we hang out, battle, trade, do things. So if you like the podcast and you listen through the whole thing or you're listening to us now and you're like, man, I'd like to join a nonchalant Pokemon community, PucklePodcast.com is the place to go. Boom. I just did like my self-promotion right there all at once in like 30 seconds. <laughs> oh, so what have you guys been up to in Pokemon
1: lately? Um, well, you want to go first or should I?
0: Uh, I can go first. That's fine. Uh, I just finished the main story of my second playthrough of Omega Ruby and am currently ri- working on a new article or a series of articles for Puckle that will be debuting very shortly. Ooh,
2: what are they about? Well, obviously about the BGC, but like what particular part of the BGC? Um
0: this is actually it's probably going to be called Chasing Legends, although that's a um title in progress. And it's actually going to be about my experiences um capturing a uh, legendary Pokémon in the cartridge for good IVs and Ooh, that process. That's actually very people. interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. So look forward to that, y'all.
2: Because that's that's especially important this year with all of the uh with all of the legendaries being needed for right. For competitive play it's very very important and i know a lot of people are very against the whole like power saves thing and i mean that i i I hold the opinion that no matter what even if it is legendaries people are just going to be doing it anyway it's not going to change the amount of people doing it in competition Mm -hmm. though it does it definitely does ruin it for those kinds of people right the people who don't gen right but yeah uh oh well <laughs>
0: there are a lot of um legit perfect um legendary pokemon out there too though
2: i i believe that i well, believe like
0: that. if someone is determined enough like to have it they will get it and they exist and yeah. so i'm trying to amass my collection as well they are not quite perfect but they're I believe, almost
2: are perfect, you gonna so. i have a question for you actually because you're like our resident vgc person are you gonna be doing the uh international challenge in january like next
0: weekend? Uh, I'm probably gonna do when they start in February, not January, just because I'm still um collecting things. Act well, maybe I will.
2: I mean, you could just do it and get the play point. True. You I might just you, sign
0: up for it and do the you, minimum number. of Yeah, battles. do like but three battles or whatever. Uh, yeah, I probably won't start playing like more seriously until February or March. Because I was I gonna, to, um, I was gonna do it like.
2: just to play with some stuff that I was playing around with on Showdown, and just see what I could do with it. I, I, I think I really, I really do like Xerneas right now. They they're doing amazing, mm-hmm. and I I'd like to see what other people are playing on the cartridge as opposed to just the people who are like theory crafting on mm-hmm. Showdown.
0: Well, Groudon Xerneas is like in actual cartridge is still the most popular combo of mm-hmm. no, Pokemon.
2: I agree, I agree.
0: But all, a number of things are popping up that are really good checks to those. Like Ho Oh is seeing a lot of popularity really? because it resists both of them. Yeah, it resists both of their typings and is immune to ground type.
2: That's pretty interesting. That's actually really cool. That's a good thought. We should keep that in mind. Yeah. ho checks. That needs to happen. Yep. <laughs> but the meta's gonna evolve anyway. I mean, it's just very early right now.
0: It is, although I do expect um, Xerneas, the Primals, and Mega Rayquaza to still be the four most significant um, restricted Pokemon. Oh yeah, there's there's probably regardless gonna be a way to get around we go through. Yeah.
2: There's gonna be like, definitely ways to get around that. Like I'm pretty sure there's a Pokemon that can take ho down pretty easily. I'm not sure what Golduck would do to it. it is, it is pretty bulky. Ho is really bulky.
0: Extremely bulky.
2: Uh, what about you, Maximus? What have you been up to lately? Uh,
1: not much, but I've been participating in the UUTC, and I've been—I'm getting close to the end of my first walkthrough of Super Mystery Dungeon. So, ooh, get to the end of that. I meant to
2: play that a lot this week, and that just didn't happen. I ended up playing an an exorbitant amount of Pokemon Picross, (laughs) like more than more than should have happened, Mm. (laughs) because I was gonna I was like yeah there's a couple Pokemon I like to breed up you know especially for the international challenge I'd like to get some ready, and then it was just like yeah so let's do it for the uh, international challenge and get that done and then I'm just like oh what's this thing that Nintendo downloaded for me on my 3ds, and then I played Pokemon Picross for like five or six hours. And <laughs> have you have either of you played that yet? <clears throat>
1: I haven't played Pokemon. No. Yeah.
2: Oh man. It's uh I mean it's it's really only good if you're like a fan of like Minesweeper and Sudoku. And it's uh <laughs> it it's definitely a waste of time and it's really bad because it's also one of those free to start games and it definitely has a paywall. There's definitely a point where you hit it and you're just like, well I should probably pay them money, or it's going to take me a year to finish this game. So, I don't know. Uh, I I'm not a big fan of Nintendo's recent what uh, sort of are they free to start games. Not a big fan of those. Um, anything else I did? I mean, I played a couple matches for fun against some people, and I was so I was in California working the entire time this past week, so I didn't do a lot and i i don't know i've definitely i'm definitely getting ready for the international challenge this week though it's happening i'm playing in it it's going to happen going to play my 45 uh vgc matches this week
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and probably be ranked at the top i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure i'll be ranked at the top <laughs> oh man all right so i guess that's all we have to talk about right now so, let's kick it on over to the news. There's been some stuff happening this week. So, cue the epic music. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower, this just in. And on to the news. In the news today, we have a few things. Nothing too exciting, I guess. First of all, like we had mentioned, the International Challenge is going on this weekend, this upcoming weekend. And registration's open for that, so if you want to take part in the International Challenge this upcoming weekend, register now while you're listening to this, or as soon as you can. Because registration goes until uh, 7pm Eastern. That's something I think they don't make very clear on, at least Serebii at least, when they're talking about these competitions. Because it's on the universal standard time, which ends like 7 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> so technically, you can start battling people 7 p.m. Eastern on Thursday for the international challenge. Which I guess is kind of cool. You get some extra time, I guess, on the weekend. But you got you have until Thursday, essentially, to get registered. Uh, do that if you want to. You don't have to have your Pokemon ready at that time, just to be clear. like You don't have to have them ready. You can lock your battle box, you know, on Friday or Saturday, whichever you prefer. If you want to sit down and grind out 45 battles of a day, <laughs> which honestly sounds awful. That sounds absolutely awful. I think that's, I think you're averaging like 10 minutes a match with that stuff too. And so, oh my gosh, that's 450 minutes of Pokemon. Unless you, meet,
1: you get beat out in, like, three turns. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Unless you lose every single Doubles, time.
0: battles, end very quickly, though, generally.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, if you're talking, I'm including, like, the time to, like, find an opponent, get everything set up. You know what I mean? And if you get, if you climb up the ladder, I feel like people are going to take their time more than in other situations. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to take longer. I don't know. I I'm just speculating here. Just speculating. Um, Other news, though, um, it was kind of a slow week, but Mew distribution is going to Australia. I mention this only because I know we have Australian listeners, and it wasn't previously announced that the Mew event that's happening during the 20th anniversary from the uh, 1st to the 24th of February would be happening anywhere other than the US and Canada, but EB Games in Australia will be having uh, this event as well. So, if you're in Australia and you need a Mew, because it's been since 2010 since you've been able to get a Mew, this is your chance. All right. And, let's see, moving on. There was some interesting news, I think, that we can discuss, kind of, sort of, for the Virtual Console release of Red, Blue, and Yellow. This upcoming, I guess, it's in like a month, right? It's less than a month now. We'll be able to get these games.
0: Next month.
2: Yeah, I'm very excited. Just to, just to play around with it. I hope it's still broken. Like, the game mechanics are still awful.
0: Missing number. <laughs> Missing
2: no needs to be there, and focus <laughs> energy needs to not work. Ghost types need to be not good against psychic
0: types. Oh, I'm sure the type chart will be Gen 1 type chart. Oh, I, I hope so. I hope <laughs> it's broken. Fire does not resist ice. <laughs> it's going to be great. Crit okay. is based solely on speed. <laughs> There's some great stuff.
2: It's a lot of broken stuff. The fact that Pokemon is as big as it is today is amazing, considering how bad of a start it had.
1: I wonder if the Mew Glitch will still work.
2: I hope so. I mean, if everything else still works, I think the Mew Glitch would still work. The funny thing about the Mew Glitch, too, is that the Mew Glitch didn't actually happen, or it wasn't discovered until, like, 10 years after Red and Blue's release. hmm It was such a long time. But the news that's coming out about the Virtual Console is that you will not get the Virtual Console save points. You're only allowed to save like the game allows you to. So, if any of you are familiar with Virtual Console, the thing is, you're allowed to save pretty much at any time. So,
1: uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I recalled like Pokemon too. You can save at any time. So, really,
2: well, unless you're in the middle of a battle. So that's kind of the difference here. You can't do it in the middle of a battle. And cool. the, so, a lot of people were making a big hubbub about this actually. Which was really confusing to me, because you just save in the game, right? Like, just you were saying, Maximus, right? Mm-hmm. Just save in the game whenever you want to. Who cares? And, uh, it's, uh, it's definitely, I don't think it's that big of a deal. But, I don't know, maybe, maybe somebody else thinks it's a big deal. <laughs> that you're not allowed to use Virtual Console save points. I think it's much more true to the actual game. Um, it'll result in the same beatings that I had as a child because I couldn't get out of the car because I was in the middle of a trainer battle. And, yeah. I mean, that's the only thing I could see. You're in the middle of a trainer battle, you can't save. It's going to definitely bring back a lot of that frustration. If you're, like, a child now, like, say you're, like, a 12-year-old who downloaded on their 3DS or something, right? And you <laughs> can't save in the middle of the trainer battle or quit whatever you want.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's
2: I, that's going to be kind of frustrating.
0: But authentic. I remember being a kid and not being able to finish a meal because I had to beat Lorelai.
2: Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I think that's very true to our own experience. Very nostalgic. If anything.
0: Which is what this release is, so why not? Oh, yeah.
2: I mean, that's the only reason for it to work, right? It's not not anything special or anything. They also showed the uh, menu off for how you're supposed to connect now through trading and everything. And it works pretty much exactly the way it works now, where you just search for a partner. Or the way it used to. I guess it doesn't work that way anymore in, uh, in Gen 6, because the PSSS is the greatest thing on Earth for connecting to friends. Mm-hmm. But in the old school way, when you had to go to the Pokemon Center and you had to link up in the cable club,
1: it works oh, pretty much the it's...
2: exact same way, just with the wireless
1: feature instead of cable. I am so glad they got rid of it. You don't have to do wireless. So I was trying to figure out, how are people going to trade on this?
2: Yeah, right? It's gonna be, it's, it's pretty simple, and I, the one thing that I wish was a feature, uh, is just wire, like Wi-Fi trading. Because honestly, I mean, most of my Pokemon friends are online, right? There, there's you guys, and then there's, you know, everybody else in Buckle. They're, they're my friends, and they're the people I mainly play Pokemon with. So that's gonna be kind of frustrating to, like, have to find real life friends that play Pokemon with me. But, I mean, that, that sounds like such a such a first world problem. To <laughs> have to find real people to play Pokemon with me.
1: Hey, I, I know the feeling big time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: Y'all but, should go to some premier challenges.
2: I Okay, so let me tell you a story about the Columbus Premier Challenge. Right? So in Columbus, Ohio, they had a premier challenge, and it was in, I believe, September? It was either September or October. But the people running it didn't post it until two days before the premiere challenge happened, and so I was just because I was just like, "Yeah, I know they had a premiere challenge last year in Columbus, and I want to go to it, right?" And so, like, I looked it up, and I found it literally two days after it had happened, which was four days after it was announced, which was the most frustrating thing in the world. I was like, I didn't even have a chance to find out about it. You know, have you been to premiere challenge at Sublime?
0: Yes, are they good? They can be. Um, it's a really good <laughs> way to meet people who have the same hobbies as you in real life.
2: I think the Premier Challenges are a little bit better than the leagues for video game players. I know Maximus goes to league, mm-hmm. and I've been considering it myself. But the problem is the leagues are uh, way more, I believe, TCG oriented than than VC or video game oriented.
0: That's true, but they sometimes include both. Like there are some leagues that only do. Um, TCG, but there are other leagues that include both. So yeah, I don't know the ones include both, out. but even
2: the ones that I have both are like very TCG oriented. And if you don't play TCG, you kind of feel like you like, don't belong.
1: That's how it is in mine. Like I play VGC more than TCG, even though I do play with the cards and yeah. I have cards. But I rather play VGC. There will be three VGC players or people even with the video game. Yeah. And there'll be like maybe 15, like maybe 10 people, other people who play mainly the car game. And it's weird because they said, they, well, it's not weird, but they have the video game, they just don't play competitively. Which is, I was like, I'm screaming to myself, ah, come on, can I find
2: someone else to play with? Yeah, right? It's just, it's really, fr- we should just all move to the same city. Done. Problem solved.
1: In the, f- hey, in the future, Puckle's going to be its own city. <laughs>
2: I'm a big fan of us all. Just we should we should win the lottery. We move everybody to the same place. We're perfectly happy. An oil
0: tanker? Uh,
2: oil? We could live on an oil tanker. I'm down with that. To a remote island? <laughs> that could work too. We could just get a small island. We just live there, play Pokemon. That's all we need. You don't need internet access because everybody else is playing Pokemon. But, uh... Let's see, the last piece of news I wanted to bring up is that a majority of the Pokemon movies are now on iTunes, Google Play, and Amazon Instant Video right now for purchase. They're remastered. I don't know if that means they're going to look any better. Does it say HD? Uh, I would assume HD. They're digitally remastered. I don't know what that entails. A digital remaster of an animated movie. (laughs) But they're missing, I believe, Hero... They're missing, like, movies 5 through 9. And they're missing... I, I'm not sure... Sh- they're missing a couple others. But they have 1 through 4. And then 10, 11, 12, 13. I believe that's 14. Uh, 15. And they're missing the Deontay movie. They're missing the Deontay movie in, like, 4 through 9. Or 5 through 9. Which, I mean, that's not a bad showing. That's a good majority of the movies.
0: The important thing is that includes all of Misty's movies.
2: It does oh, not. Heroes is not there.
0: Really, I thought she was only one
2: through four. Nope. Heroes, Pokemon the movie, uh, the fifth movie, ah. has Misty in it. And so you're you unfortunately missing Misty.
0: Oh no! What will I do?
2: What's even more upsetting is I would really like to see uh, Mewtwo returns. Remastered oh, on that's it. There's a, there's a couple good specials. There's Mewtwo Returns. There's, um, what is the other one? Uh, There's, like, one with an island or something in it. Where it's, like, Illusion Island or something. Where they pretty much harken back on, like, the first nine movies or something like that. And oh,
1: oh, they, oh, when the one they take Pikachu's memories. And they yeah, that
2: them. one. That one's there. That's pretty good. I don't know. Honestly... I'm not. I don't really care about anything past Arceus and the Jewel of Life. It's kind of just gone way downhill since then, like way downhill. The Ark movie's not bad, but uh, when you have the movie that had two movies essentially, just Pokemon the movie Black and White, um, you have Kyurem. Those are
0: available and... on Netflix. Don't buy them.
2: Yeah. No. Exactly. Kyurem and uh, the Sword of Justice. Oh God. That that movie's just awful.
0: Fight me, Kyron!
2: Yeah, exactly. Fight me, Kyron! Why, why are you doing that? I just don't understand. You want the awkward giraffe to come out of its cage. And then there's uh, Genisect, which had Mewtwo in it, but it confused everybody because it's not the same Mewtwo for some reason.
0: Which is just... Yeah.
1: Anyway.
2: Why'd you bring Mewtwo? I don't understand.
1: There would uh, have been some mention of there being another Mewtwo out there.
2: I I have not seen the Deontay movie yet, so I guess I can't say anything about that. And I watched the Hoopa movie, and I was very disappointed—like insanely disappointed—in the Hoopa movie. It was pretty garbage. <laughs> Uh, but that's it for the news. That, uh, that's all the things that are happening. Puckle news. We still have the T- the UUTC happening, which is our annual OU tournament. I keep forgetting to post a prize video or make one. And maybe I will remember to do one after this episode. <laughs> I need to because we actually have some really cool prizes. We have a, uh, have a plushy Charizard, um, which is really cool for the first place person or second place person to choose from. Uh, we have a set of the Kanto badges, which are really nice looking. Uh they're just pins. They look really nice. They're really I mean, I know some people already have them, including myself. But they're really cool. So, that's something to go for. And we also have a uh Celebi plush which is going out as well. Ooh. So, these are what this is, these are the stakes you're playing for. And because our Patreon's doing well, we're going to be able to hopefully make at least first place prizes for the rest of our tournaments this year as well. So, and if you want more prizes, maybe you should donate to the Patreon. I don't know. Uh <laughs> Uh, no, honestly, if you if you, if you you can afford it and you want to do it, more than free. Not going to force you guys into that. So that's it for the news. Let's kick it on over to the topic right after this short break. Hey, it's Thatch, and I wanted to let you know how you can improve your Puckle experience. First, you can come to PucklePodcast.com, where we have a chat box and forums where you can talk to many other Pokemon fans who also listen to the show. You can keep up to date on the latest buckle News by following us on our Twitter, liking our Facebook page, subscribing to our subreddit, and following our Tumblr. Don't forget to review us on iTunes, though. It helps us find more people to come and hang out with us, and we can have larger tournaments because of it. And, if you're feeling generous, we also have a Patreon, where you can donate in return for some awesome rewards. And as always, thanks for listening, and for all the support you give us. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. And on to the topic today. Our topic today is fairy type, a retrospective. I guess I guess I'll call it a retrospective because we're going to go over fairy type, talk about what it's done for Pokemon in general. I got two very competitive people here with me, competitive Pokemon players, so it's a great day to do this. So, let's just begin by discussing what we thought when fairy type was first announced before Gen 6 was even in our hands. Because I know for me, I was very skeptical the last time they had added a type to the game was Gen 2 when things were absolutely broken and these new types were needed. And in (laughs) Gen 5, I didn't think anything was too terribly broken that it needed to balance the meta. So, I mean, I was very skeptical. I also didn't like that they called it Fairy Type. I wish they would have called it, like, Magic Type or something to make it more universally friendly.
1: It's funny because a lot of people thought when it first was announced... A lot of people thought it was going to be called the light type, kind of dark, darkness. So. Oh
2: man, so, don't even
1: get me started. There were a lot
0: of preposterous theories. There were some, be- like, sound. Someone was saying it was going to be a sound type, and I'm like, no. Sound,
2: sound. There was They were going to add sound and light type, and it's just like, well, light type's not really necessary because psychic type is kind of your light type.
0: In Japan, it is the equivalent.
2: Yeah. And... It was just a translation thing that leads people to think that. And they were gonna. people were thinking that they were going to add two new types, sound and light. And it was very odd. I would not have been a fan if they
1: would have added sound and light type. Let me just say that right now. I can only think of two Pokemon, well, two lines that would even be considered for sound type. Right? I mean, I'd see the Wismer line, and then I don't even know the other
2: one. I have no idea. They wanted, like, Yavetel to be sound type or something like that. And I'm just like, eh, you're, you're going, you're stretching it, you know? <laughs> it's just one of those things that I built up a, a resistance to over the years. I don't know. Sublime, what were your initial thoughts?
0: I shared a lot of your initial thoughts. I'm like, I didn't think anything in Gen 5 was too good. Um. And so I was like, well, do we, like, I'm okay with them adding a new type, I just didn't think it was necessary. And I'm happy that they've included it, looking back at it oh, now. Oh, yes, but,
2: I, think, I think fairy um, type's a great addition.
0: Yeah, and I'm not bothered by them being, uh, by the fact that it was titled fairy type. I'm like, we have dragon type and ghost type, so why not just, why not fairy?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got over it pretty quickly. I got over the fairy type, it, like, the, the naving issue very quickly. But initially, I was just like, "Wow, this is a really you're gonna make you're gonna make the pink type," and (laughs) that's what caught me off guard. I'm just like, "You could have like made it magic type, and then nobody would have really complained." It wasn't; I thought it was more of an issue than it than it's turned out to be. Very much so. Like it's definitely it's definitely a non-issue right now. Nobody cares that it's called fairy type. I was they they came out with the day that they uh they discussed fairy type. I believe that was e three actually, 2014.
0: With the, or not 2013.
2: It was at E3 that they announced Fairy type. Yes, yes, there it was. It was in the Nintendo Direct presentation and they, they talked about it being immune to dragon. That's all we got at the time was that it was immune to dragon. And they came out with like the coolest artwork, which is this, uh, this Sylveon like falling down on top of this high dragon. Which I thought was absolutely awesome. (laughs) It was definitely one of the cooler things. Definitely one of the cooler things. I really want a poster of that still, actually.
0: That yeah. one always made me sad because Hydreigon is one of my favorite Pokemon. <laughs> and it's just like, it wasn't even one of the better dragons, you know? Well, like, there at... were better dragons available. And, okay. and now uh, it's just I, got I, I this quadruple weakness, because then I'm like, I, But it's okay. It's okay. I, I
2: don't know what you... I, looking back at how the meta was played in Gen 5, where it was very fighting type heavy. There were a lot of dragon types running around unchecked.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: because I, I think I told this story last week, maybe, or I might have been telling this to the guy I was flying with to California or something. I believe I told somebody this story very recently, though, that at least in Gen 4 and both in Gen 5, you just kind of had this escalating thing, these holes being filled, because first it was in Gen 4, Garchomp got banned and put into Uber's. And the problem was, there was, Salamence just came and filled his spot. And very soon after that, Salamence gets put into Uber's. Because yes, Salamence was it. going unchecked because his check was Garchomp, and then, <laughs> then you then you had like Dragonite and Flygon left, so it didn't really matter. And <laughs> that made a pain. But you know, you just had these, you had this constant filling, like this role filling, and these overpowered dragon types that were just dominating the scene. Because I don't actually remember in Gen five or Gen four a team that I built without a dragon type on it. It was almost mandatory to be running a Dragon type because there was no reason not to. First of all, Dragon type moves were resisted by almost nothing. Steel. Uh, steel. That was about it, right? And so you take a, you could take care of the Steel type, and then you've got a Dragon Dance on Dragonite or Dragon Dance on Salamence, and then you just click Outrage, and you're going to town. Nothing that anybody can do to stop that, right? Yep. And that, looking back, that was a problem. <laughs> I didn't realize it was a problem because that was the pokemon I had known for how long, I don't know, t- 10, 12 years at that point ever since steel and dark type came about. Never I I mean I'm very reluctant to change in pokemon just because I don't want too many things to change the way that I don't want their core mechanics to change, you know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. I think
2: I think we can all agree to that that that's what we love about pokemon uh-huh. is the way that it's played now. I, I do I did like the addition of mega evolutions at the time. I thought that was a very cool addition. I thought it was something cool, new, a way to change the gameplay. And it has. Mega evolution in retrospect has definitely changed the game, but not to the extent that like fairy type has. <laughs> right? Fairy type is definitely definitely like it was great that it it it's definitely brought balance to the meta game. Mhm. Like a balance that I never thought was possible. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, any you have thoughts on that?
0: Um I think mega evolution has a bigger impact on the way the game is played than fairy type, but I love the fairy type in the type chart. Um for the most part, I really don't think it needs to resist bug. That that is a problem I agree with, with
2: it. that. It felt like a slap in the face to bug.
0: Bug well, doesn't it, get any nice things. No it
2: doesn't. <laughs> bug bug definitely got slapped in the face there. Because I think that
1: makes sense seeing how most like you think of a fairy think of a bug like creature, but bug doesn't resist bugs, so that's like the main thing I've had an issue with mm-hmm. I
2: I don't know. It's just it seems really dumb to me that <laughs> that bug type resistant. I I love everything else about it because Fairy Type kind of was just like, here's this type and we're we're gonna want it to do pretty much everything it needs to do. Gen five's very fighting type heavy. Let's hurt those fighting types by putting in a new type that resists fighting and is super effective to it. Dragon types are definitely overpowered. You know what? So overpowered that they need something to be immune to it. Fairy types. Um, And then they're just like, you know what? Poison and Steel. Those types aren't very offensive. There's no reason to run any of those moves. Let's give them a reason. Let's let's make this Pokemon weak to both fu- Steel and Poison types.
0: It was nice to give Poison the boost. Poison it definitely poison needed, needed it. it.
2: Poison desperately needed the boost, right? It was almost a type that was forgotten about.
0: Well, Poison is a really good defensive type. Like, when I thought of Poison oh, yeah. as a type before Gen 6, it's like, oh, I want Poison typing as the secondary typing because it's good defensively.
2: Mm-hmm. No, I agree. That but a, I, you would yeah. never
0: think of running Poison 9 times out of 10 at least.
2: No, you wouldn't because there was no reason to. But now that there's Fairy type, Fairy type has taken a very large prevalence, too, in the game. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that I see a type... <laughs> I don't know that I see a team that is not carrying a fairy type anymore, and if you're not, it's kind of dumb because Mega Sableye, which is also another thing. First of all, they ruined all the Pokemon that had no weakness. had weaknesses. zero weak.
0: Well, you have
1: things like Levitate Electross, I suppose.
2: That
0: doesn't count.
1: <laughs> Mole Breaker Haxorus, bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, right. Who uses Haxorus?
2: Nobody. I- <laughs> no, but base 90s. I was, I was really excited when Haxers came out, actually. And we were given it, because I'm just like, yeah, another pseudo legendary. It's going to take the place and be, like, as good as Garchomp. And then, it and then I'm just like, well, the reason Garchomp was so good is because he has a base, I believe, 103 speed, right? 102? One, it's, 102 it's 102 or 103. It's 102 just, or
0: 104. It's an even number, I can tell you that for sure. It's just,
2: it's, above, 102. it's just above 100. That's what I know. Because it was just fast enough to outrun almost everything it needed to outrun. And that's why I got bumped up to Ubers in Gen 4 and Gen 5. I mean, maybe not Gen 5, but Gen 4 I definitely got bumped up to Ubers. And that was, uh, you know, that's why it happened. And then we get Haxorus. I'm like, yeah, Haxorus, it's gonna, it's gonna do the same thing and like be on the level playing field as Garchomp. It's gonna give us another counter to Garchomp. And then it was 97 base speed. And I'm just like, what? Why would you make this awful? That's the only thing he has going for it, is that he's supposed to be fast. And you made him not fast. <laughs> One well, of the bigger mistakes.
1: Hmm? I love my
2: hacks with a dragon. Oh, man. I don't know. Fairy it's type?
0: a great line.
2: Oh, yeah. I agree.
0: In terms of design and other things, it's just not It's
2: not very great. <laughs> I mean, pure dragon typing is actually really bad. I don't yeah. think there's any pure dragon that actually does anything.
0: Uh, Gudra.
2: Okay, never mind. I lied.
0: <laughs> oh, that was fast.
2: That was pretty fast. I shot <laughs> down. I my lack of competitive knowledge prevails. Uh,
1: <laughs> there's only three, like three, but, at least three lines. Oh, right?
2: I think there's only three lines of pure dragon. Maybe all the way up. It might even only be two. Honestly, I'm well. Not... If you
0: count something like no, Dredagon, Dredagon is pure. I... And it's just uh, yeah. I yeah. think that's three if you count Dredagon. Yeah, three.
2: Dredagon is like really not good though.
0: I mean, I would assume he has something in a lower tier, maybe, perhaps. I don't maybe.
2: know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't I play Druddigon.
0: I don't either, but I wouldn't be surprised if it had some use somewhere at some point. Yeah. yeah.
2: I'm very happy with this, though, that... fairy Back to Fairy-type. Fairy-type was definitely uh, one of the best decisions. I'm... My
0: one, like, lament with the Fairy-type, aside from bug getting the short end of the stick and totally not deserving it yeah. is that it is resistant and super effective to dark just because dark is my favorite type so it was
2: i don't dark kind of needed that as well though it did it
0: did it it's only effective against like two different types
1: and it doesn't have a <laughs> ton of Cy- results ghost That's... and psychic. that is those two can pretty much be taken out by the same thing
2: yeah i i think it needed a check just to be not too overpowered towards Ghost and Psychic types.
0: But Ghost already beats Ghosts and Psychic types as well. And okay. Ghost isn't resisted by Fairy. It's just Dark type. And I would have been fine if it either resisted or was super effective. I just felt hurt when it got both. <laughs> On a personal level. On and that's it's fine. Level. You know, it is okay. Dark is still a perfectly good type. Mm-hmm. Um... It just hurt, and you know what? It's it got sort of balanced out by the fact that steel no longer resists dark.
2: Yeah, no, it de- That's definitely true. Steel,
0: except steel also doesn't resist ghost, and that doesn't have a fairy weakness. Well, I
2: think
1: anymore, doesn't.
2: <laughs> I think I think steel. I think that's that's definitely something from Gen Six that a lot of people I think missed is that steel definitely lost its resistances to ghost and. Uh, what is it? Ghost and dark. Ghost
0: and dark. So that's the only reason I'm okay with dark being weak to fairy, is it's no longer resisted by steel.
2: Steel definitely. That's my got, consolation prize. It got somewhat of a debuff defensively, which honestly in exchange
0: for a boost offensively to fairy types.
2: Yeah, I think that's. I think that was very needed, though. I think that was very good because steel it, is,
0: in my opinion, the best type in the game. It, oh. it it was. I don't know if it is anymore. I think anymore. it still is, in part because it's effective against fairies.
2: I don't know. A lot of the moves that... I mean, you could run Iron Head. The move pool for offensive steel-type moves is very low.
0: Flash Cannon and Iron Head.
2: Yeah, those are the two or, moves you go with. if you're
0: Scissor, you have Bullet Punch, I suppose.
2: Yeah, the the move pool's just very small for that, which is I underwhelming, I think. Yeah. I would like to see more offensive moves put into steel... Gen 7, hopefuls, you know. Just give me a little bit of a boost towards, you know, steel-type moves, and maybe even poison-type moves. I would also like to see some more physically defensive fairy types. There aren't too many of those, like, physically defensive fairy types. A lot of them mm. are very squishy, physically. Most of them, are, they're very good special defensive ones. Yes,
0: that makes sense. Like, it's a more special than physical
2: it, type. I, I guess so, but I wouldn't... The problem is, I mean, I'm not going to say this. this is bad. Like, fairy types are just awful because of this. Because fairy type is, as we said, a very new type. It's, it's Yeah, very we min- just
0: need more fairy types, and that's fair. Yeah, that's the thing, we new need, we need, it, needs,
2: it needs another generation or two to really right. set in. because like when, Dark
0: and Steel had the same problem back in Gen oh, 2. Oh, there
2: were only six of them apiece in Gen <laughs> 2. And uh, for Steel-type, two of those were Magnemite and Magneton. Another one was Steelix, you had Scissor. And then Dark-type was even worse because two of them were... Well, no, one was Sneasel, two of them were Houndour and Houndoor. One of them was Umbreon, one of them was Tyranitar. And then the other one was oh, Murkrow. I mean, you're not you're not looking at too many Pokemon.
1: But still, most of them were pretty much evolution, so you weren't even
2: getting anything too much new. No, you weren't. It was... It was... I mean, yeah. It just wasn't a lot of new things back then. And so, like I said, you just need a couple more generations to really let a lot of things kick in. Which, I mean, I would like... I can't wait to see Gen 7, Gen 8 fairy type. Now... I think, I think this is a valid question at this point, though. Uh, what do we think about adding types in the future now that we've had fairy type be such a success, honestly?
0: I don't think it's necessary unless, over time, one of the types becomes um, over-centralizing or overly powerful, mm-hmm. which I don't feel is the case at this point. So I'm not worried about it. If they need to, they will, but I don't anticipate it happening anytime soon. I, I agree 100%.
1: What about you, Maximus? If they do, I want them to at least wait another generation and see how it settles out. Yeah, I agree. I ty- I
2: just – yeah, I don't want them like willy-nilly like dealing out types. That would just be – And they
0: don't want to either, I would No,
2: think. I don't think so. I mean it was honestly how many years? It was the year 2000s when Gold and Silver – or 99 is when Gold and Silver came out. Something like that. 99 mm-hmm. or 2000, one of those two. And or 2001, so you had a 12-year gap between adding types. So I feel <laughs> like I'd be okay with waiting another 12 years for them to add another type. <laughs> <laughs> another 10 years would be absolutely awesome. Or 10, 12 years, which I think is enough time to let the game settle. And I don't see any problem with that. I'd love to see fairy type get a bit more fleshed out, give us some more physical, defensive... Physically defensive fairy types, other than like Mall Isle, and that's mm. the I, well, run... I just came natural with the steel type though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's uh, it's pretty nice though. It's pretty nice. I think overall we can all say that fairy type has been a great addition to the game, competitively especially. Mm. It's just been such a good addition to balance so many things out. It's I, I'm happy that I can run a team without running a dragon type. And, uh, it's, it's definitely something I wish I, I, I wish my older self would have accepted and wouldn't have been so harsh to judge because at least when they added this type, they added it the right way. They did it right. Nothing was messed up. And, uh, that's pretty nice. (laughs) Any closing remarks from you guys? I guess not.
0: Um, my thing is, I love when there are types that have every possible combination with other types. Mm -hmm. Like, I think you can have water literally any other type, and it exists.
2: Oh, yeah, it does, I think.
0: Um, So I just look forward to seeing what types it gets paired with that don't exist.
2: I really want fire fairy, like, really bad.
0: Right, or ghost fairy. Those Mm -hmm. are both two things I'm interested in. I'm
2: very excited for a fire fairy type. I mean, there's a lot of type combinations that don't exist, to be fair. Yes, Especially
0: for Fairy. Like Fairy probably has the most um lacking type combinations. Mm-hmm.
2: I agree. I've, so I look forward to seeing
0: a... which ones get added at what point in the future. Yeah. And if we'll they're see. on Pokemon that are good or not.
2: That's that's the best part about every generation now when you get new Pokemon, is just seeing the new type combinations. Hopefully we'll get to see some really cool ones though. So I guess uh I guess that's it for the topic. So we'll kick it over to the commercial break and we'll be right back. Catch you guys on the flip-flop.
1: Come on over to Ryehorn Steakhouse. We're throwing
2: some mighty nice specials where you can buy two bluminators for the price of one or even a limited time fillet of Phoebus. Come on Wednesday where you can get a three-course meal for eleven ninety nine. Ryehorn Steakhouse, where if it moves, we'll serve it. And welcome back to the Puckle Podcast. I'm here with your Pokemon of the Episode. Our Pokemon of the Episode this week is National Dex 685, Slurpuff, the meringue Pokemon.
0: It can distinguish the faintest of scents. It puts its sensitive sense of smell to use by helping pastry chefs in their work.
2: Ooh. Slurpuff is uh, one of the newest fairy types. <laughs> I guess they're all new, as we were discussing, but this one's exclusively made to be fairy-type. Was always thought to be fairy-type. Which is really good. Um, Slurpup is actually really good competitively. I think I've seen him both used in VGC and singles format in the same exact way. Which is, you run a Belly Drum Citrus Berry set with a Murden. And he holds his own pretty well. I think he's in UU now. He started off in NU, which I never understood, because Belly Drum Citrus Berry is incredibly good and is is actually the best set that they suggest using on smogon. <laughs> uh you use belly drum it, it activates the citrus berry. Uh, you're you're running on burden so your speed's doubled now. Your attacks at times four. And it doesn't have a shabby attack either. It's base 80. So it's mm. not bad. And you can be running play rough honestly. Tra- Drain punch is awesome to even recover more health. Make
0: up for your missing health, yeah. Yeah. And And that steel types too.
2: Yeah, that that covers a large majority of the meta game, (laughs) super or at least neutrally there. And you can run sub or uh, not substitute, but return as the uh, as a third move to hit whatever else. I
0: think think poison's all you need.
2: I think that's honestly all you need, and you hit everything neutrally from there. And that's that's awesome. (laughs) I mean, it's really hard to stop a Slurpuff once it sets up like that too. So really really hard. Maybe next year in the UUTC, I should run a Slurpuff. That sounds like a lot of fun, actually. Sounds like a lot of fun. But yeah, if you're gonna, yeah, that's what I would run a Slurpuff. Um, I would out- honestly just max out its attack and max out its speed. That's the way I'd go with that. Smogon has like a specialized uh, set for it and has some stuff sho- shoved into its HP. Uh, I think it's to survive. I'm not sure what it's to survive. Let's see. I don't know, it's a very UU specific set though, but if you're running him in OU, I would just max out the speed just so you go as fast as you can.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Jolly, two fifty-two speed, two fifty-two attack, and I guess you put that in I don't know, defense.
0: You need to put what? just enough HP where it's divisible by four precisely. Yes, you need to make sure. Whenever that, you're that's using true. an unburdened belly drum. That, down, that, that set. might actually be
2: why it is. That twenty eight HP four. That might be what twenty eight HP is for. Just to make sure of that. I mean, you could also, if you really want to, just, you know, make its IV suck. So, you know, in HP or something like that. Make them not 31. But, you know, that's, that's being nitpicky. It's actually really hard to not do that. It's like, that's why a lot of people have problems with hidden power Pokemon. Though Whimsicott, every time I bring up hidden power breeding, does suggest if you have Pokemon Black or White 2... And you can sync the games. You can get ends Pokemon on every route. or something Not every route, but you can get ends Pokemon who have 30 IV, thirty IVs all the way down. So you get your even IVs that you need for uh, hidden powers. She's kind of right.
0: That was the best advice about hidden power I had ever like heard. I agree. Shout out to Whimsicott for that. I
2: do agree with that. She is 100% right in that. <laughs> so if you need Just to read meant- for hidden powers.
1: Oh yeah, Maximus, go for it. Wasn't there someone in like the previous games that can tell you what the hidden power was? Oh yeah, there's yes, one, in, there's every one in every game. One Wait, in even every in game. this
0: game. Yeah, Fortree, Fortree City. Yep. For Oras, if you're playing X and Y, it's in
1: it's in uh, the place Anistar. with the
0: psychic. Yeah, Anistar, the psychic Anistar type City.
1: gym. Oh wow, I am an idiot. I've been taking my Pokemon going against different types of Pokemon <laughs> to figure out what the. <laughs> hidden oh power. no, you're no, you just gotta get it checked out. <laughs> Oh my goodness! It's always
0: in the exact same place where you receive the hidden power TM. Yeah, I too. believe so. Yeah, Maximus is a
2: moron. <laughs> I mean, it's just one of those things you just don't notice sometimes. It's one of those small things, you know what I mean? That you just don't know about. Uh, if but we can take Slurpuff to the TCG, and he has actually got two very good cards. I'm very surprised with them. That are in rotation, obviously. They're in rotation. But first one is a uh, from the original base X and Y set, which if you bought the uh, fairy deck with Xerneas is actually in that. A lo- yep. I mean, if you want to build a fairy deck like Scrawn, the very good way to do it is to actually buy that deck. That deck is a very good basis for fairy buy, <laughs> buy four of
0: it. Buy four of it.
2: Yeah, if you buy a lot of it, you're going to be pretty good. You're just missing a couple EXs, and you can almost build a full fairy deck out of it. It's got a lot of garbage cards, but a lot of these starter decks have a lot of garbage cards. So, we, ha- we have Slurpuff, and it has the ability Sweet Veil, which allows that any Pokemon with a fairy-type energy attached to it can't have any special conditions. What? That's amazing. Okay, that's great. And it has Draining Kiss for one fairy energy and one colorless, which does 30, which allows you to heal 30 from Slurpuff.
0: That's garbage. You just yeah. want it for the ability. You just
2: want it for the ability to sit on the bench. That's all you want.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, the other one is actually from Phantom Forces, and it's really good as well. Um, its ability is tasting, and once during your turn before you attack, you may draw you may draw a card. If there if this is your active Pokemon, you can draw another card. That's amazing draw power just from Slurpuff. That's just great. I can't believe that. It's such good draw power.
0: It is. Um, originally the X Y Slurpuff was more popular before the Phantom Forces one mm-hmm. came out, but I think at this point because uh Fairy is one of my favorite decks to run with Mega Gardevoir, um, Aromatis. Aromatisse is much more popular in the TCG for oh, yes. energy it, transfer. Mm-hmm. A lot of decks can't fit in Sweet Veil Slurpuff anymore. It's still really good and perfectly viable, but it's not as common as it used to be. I think the more common one is the Tasting Slurpuff because it fits into a ton of decks just for card draw.
2: Yeah, no, Slurpuff is just—it's just one of those really good cards.
0: They're both really good. Yes, yeah.
2: it, it, I'm very happy with both of these cards. I couldn't yes. believe it. There was a third Slurpuff, but we're not going to talk about it because it's not that good. Uh, it's just it's it's a promo too, which makes me even more upset. I'm just like you're going to make this, you're just going to make this card your promo. It's just awful, absolutely awful. Most of the most of the promo cards though are are awful. Most Pokemon TCG cards are pretty awful. I should say that true. Most Pokemon cards are really bad. Unless so,
0: you're... Slurpuff has three cards, and two of them are good. Yeah. I Life mean, is good.
2: That's really good for Slurpuff, I mean. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's really... Oh, I just realized that Shiny Slurpuff is chocolate. Oh, god. Oh, god. That's one of those that they thought out. I can't believe it. <laughs> Um, There's not really much trivia with Slurpuff, as it's just, like, a new Pokemon. But it's definitely based on a mer- uh, meringue, which is a whipped dessert I actually had what was it? I had creme brulee last night. Just kind of I like love class, creme, creme brulee. Right? right? <clears throat> it was restaurant week here in Columbus, Ohio, and I went to a place where they offered me creme brulee as like part of this deal. For like fifteen bucks I got I got an entree, an appetizer, and the creme brulee. So that's not too bad. I was pretty happy with it. More more you know about Thatch's life. The more you know. So if you want to learn more about Pokemon, there are plenty of places to do it on PokemonPodcast.com. Mo- <laughs> the biggest part is actually on the front page of our website where all of our writers are featured every week. We have Sublime, of course, writing awesome VGC articles. So if you want to get into VGC play, Sublime is, Sublime is our guy. He's the guy to talk to you or read his articles. They're absolutely amazing and very insightful. You have Jushiro doing TCG articles once every two weeks. You have Scrawn. Writing Pokemon mythology origins, something like that, right? I haven't quite figured out what it is. It's one of those. You have Snag and Whimsicott writing a weekly article, an uh, opinion article on random topics. It's very interesting. It's kind of like a miniature podcast. If you want to listen, if you like want a written version of the podcast, you also have uh, yeah. I'm I'm missing. Viger does the news every week. We have Locke who is doing weekly interviews. He just did Maximus, I believe, actually. Yep. Which is, uh, they're very interesting to read. Like, I learn a lot of things <laughs> about the people that I talk to all the time about Pokemon that I just don't know. Like, I talk to these guys all the time and I learn things from all of these articles. It's very interesting to just see what they, how they answer these questions. Um, am I missing anybody? I'm gonna miss somebody. I just know it.
0: Mickey yeah. Panda. Oh, Mickey
2: Panda doing, doing, uh, <laughs> anime synopses. I, I know, it happens literally every week.
1: You just have a list of people on the staff.
2: I really need to just have, like, a a transcript for me to, like... I need cue cards. That's what I need. I need somebody to, like, just pull up their webcam and, like, show me cue cards of all the writers. (laughs) And (laughs) every week, I always forget somebody. And then there's also Basket, who does a uh, comic. I think somewhere this week, this month, he said he was going to be late due to personal issues. So... We also have our
0: newest writer, Luck.
2: Yeah, I already mentioned Luck. I oh, I, I thought remember you Luck. mentioned snag. Luck, I, I mentioned snag bet. as well. I, I got everybody but Mickey Panda. Alright. To be fair, at least it's not like I'm forgetting the same person every week. It's <laughs> always a different person. <laughs> so I guess that's it for the for the Pokemon of the episode this week. Let's take a break and kick it on over to the mailbag.
1: It's- mail time it's, got mail. it's time for the mailbag mail. sending your emails your mail. mail's here got mail. check your inbox it's, got mail. it's time for the mailbag mail
2: and welcome to the mailbag. As always, the mailbag is brought to you by the energy drink Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. And as always, we'll be getting out the Green Tauros badge to an email that we think is worthy, and sh- there are sure a lot of emails this week. <laughs> Probably one of the largest mailbags I have ever done for Buckle is this week, Uh quantity-wise. I don't know about quality-wise, but quantity-wise, definitely one of the largest mailbags. Uh for those of you who are new listening, our mailbag segment is where we let you guys email us in answering questions about things we've discussed this episode. So we're gonna be reading emails, talking about what have uh what are you most excited for in the 20th anniversary, which was the question we asked last episode. So let's dig right on in because we sure do have a lot of emails to get to today. So our first one is from Momo. Hey Thatch and co-host, it's me, Momo. Here for the mailbag. This is my first mailbag, so sorry if it's bad. Whoa, little negative. Uh, I will give a quick backstory about me and my and Pokemon. So on my birthday, I got a 3DS XL. I got Pokemon X with it. I know it's old, but don't judge. And I finished it, then started the Nuzlocke of it, almost at the fourth gym. Then I bought Pokemon Alpha Sapphire, caught a Zigzagoon, and put it on Wonder Trade. Then got a level 100 shiny Darkrai. That's enough of my background information, onto the topic, Nuzlocke. He's answering the mailbag question from last week, because I recorded early last week, and people still send in emails, so my apologies. Well, I'm just starting one, and I'm fairly new to Nuzlocke, so I can't really say much about that. But if I- but I find Nuzlocke's fun and typically challenging. Quick story, when I went camping and roasted marshmallows, I called them all thatch. And I roasted thatch. Now, good luck on whoever wins the mystical, amazing, fantabulous Green Taurus badge. Momo the Australian, out. Alright. Uh, you want this next one from Bjorn, uh, Maximus? Sure.
1: <clears throat> Hi, Puckle Crew. I'm late on this mailbag, but I just finished listening to the Nuzlocke episode and wanted to join the conversation. I haven't done Nuzlocke yet, but I want to. I did a start on Wonderlock and why, but... Under slightly different rules than Fluffius described. My Wonderlock rules are you get your starter, catch one other Pokemon, one to trade them both away. This is your starting time. Each time you beat a gym, you may catch one more Pokemon and one to trade it away, keeping the results. Before the Elite Four, you may catch an additional four Pokemon, one to trade them away, then go fight the Elite Four giving you 14 Pokemon to choose from. I found these rules with a Google search, and I enjoyed them. I haven't been playing getting knocked out kills the Pokemon, as you are so restricted to the choice that you are flexing around a limited team, and it's challenging enough. I also think a rule should be mentioned for Wonderlocks. If you get a high level Pokemon, you should Wonder trade it, as it would take the fun out of the game. The same goes with Legendaries. I don't have any good lock stories, but I love Mr. Maximus story. Hey, shout out <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to round my round one U U T C opponent, Arkham Shiftree. Thanks for a fun game. See you later. Be on.
2: Alright. So our next one is from I believe Basket. You get this one, Sublime.
0: Alright. Hey, 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 Puckle Peeps. It's your favorite favorite fashion accessory, basket, back to mail in these bags. I noticed last week that Thatch said he didn't see the fifth installment of my comic-up, and there's a good reason for that. I had to skip this month due to some pretty serious family matters down in Kentucky. Long story short, I had to leave my drawing board in Seattle for two and a half weeks. I already put up a posting ex- uh, explaining this, It also detailing some new and exciting things I'm going to do with the comic. During this month, since I feel bad about not being able to put up the comic, I'm doing character profiles of all the ones you've met so far, as well as others, and I'll be posting these from time to time up until February 15th, when the 5th installment will be released. I hope this dampens the blow of having to wait an additional month for the 5th installment, but I've been working with some art changes as well to make this next issue a huge leap forward in terms of consistency and style. If you'd like to know more, look up the article, which will probably be on page 2 by the time this is read, and it'll give you a lot more details. These character profiles will also give you more insight into what the characters from the video games like Red, Blue, and Oak have been up to since the events of RBY and Gold Silver, um, Crystal versions. There will also be a bit more information on how the world works as well. I hope this will make up for the lack of a comic this time around, and I hope you enjoy the character profiles. Your buddy, Basket. P.S. Did you know that the average airspeed velocity of an Unladen Tello European, of course, is about 24 miles per hour or 11 meters per second. <laughs> PSS, that's if you continue to go around saying you rule Puckle just because some moistened, bent lobbed a honage at you, they're going to lock you away. Hashtag Puckle King, that's is that, is
2: that somehow a Game of Thrones reference? I I honestly don't know what kind of joke that is. I wish I knew. Uh alright, so we'll move on to Celebrandos, then. Hey Puzzle Crew. Celebrandos for the combo breaker here for another mailbag. I'm glad that you guys thought my story about ha- about the hack was interesting. I actually forgot to mention the broken mess that is Team Rocket in Mount Moon. Last week he brought up a uh Pokemon blue hack that was very fun and Bo got very into. And he since actually sent it to Bo, so Bo is very grateful. Uh, I forgot to mention the broken mess that is Team Rocket and Mount Moon. Dragons and psychics everywhere. As for the mailbag question this week, the thing that I'm most excited about for the 20th anniversary of Pokemon is the re-release of Red, Blue, and Yellow. As I've said before, Yellow was my first game in the series, and to this day, it holds a very special place in my heart because of that. King is still one of my favorite Pokemon because of that game. That being said, it w- I would be v- really excited for the new 3DS bundle. I just bought my 2DS and can't really afford a newer system. I also don't want to deal with the hassle of a system transfer yet. I would totally get that. That there's one problem I have with it, and that's like, it's just a problem with the new 3DS and the new XL in general, is that the new XL, why doesn't it have faceplates? Why doesn't it have faceplates? I want to know. Um on a somewhat random note, I know a quite, I know about a quite a few ROM hacks, so let me know if you're ever interested. I haven't finished many, but I've played a good number of them, and some are, and I know some of the popular ones. Thanks again for the awesome podcast, Celebrandos. All right, uh, Maximus, you get this one from Arkham
1: Shiftry. Oh, this is going to be kind of ironic because I just finished reading Borns and he just fought
2: him. <laughs> oh, he just fought him. Yeah, that's true.
1: <laughs> All right. Hello, Thatch and whoever he has. I am Arkham Shiftry. I emailed in a couple of weeks back, but I guess that never got read. So I'll try again. Well, this is my first official mailbag, I hope. <laughs> so let me tell you about myself. I go by many names. Arkham Shiftry, Steve, Aruchimaru. However, you guys can just call me Arkham Shiftry. I've played Pokemon all my life. My favorite Pokemon are Larvitar and Sneasel. I also enjoy... I also love every generation. However, Two is my favorite. Woo! <laughs> I had to be six or seven when I had my Johto birthday party. And I always remember to this day when my mom tried to take a picture of me and my grandma with one of those awesome dollar store cameras. In the picture, I was frowning. And the reason for that was all day during my party. I was on my grind and found a small or oh, oh, found it. a Stantler. And I thought it was the coolest thing. I mean, come on. When I was a kid, and he was a ring deer, but I didn't catch him. Sadly, one thing before I move on to my mailbag is, why is everybody roasting Thatch? I mean, he skipped my email, but I won't roast him. <laughs> Today I roast somebody. Today I roast somebody that I need, that is need of one. Wow. Whimsicott! Wow! Whoa! Whoa! It's, it's, it's,
2: he he took out the big guns. He went like all the way to the top. He didn't like ease his way into this.
1: Why? So why is she the fluffiest? Is it because she can't go on hard competitive competitive battles? Hashtag roast Whimsicott. Anyway, onto to reason. <laughs> to take to the w, WD well, world title, or wait, you mean the w- Huckle title? Yeah. Wait, I think you skipped a
2: line. Sorry. You skipped the line there, Maximus.
1: Sorry, that just threw me off. I was wow. Wow. It took a that turn was... out of nowhere. Wow, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Let's see. Anyway, on to the Melbad. The thing I'm most excited for in twenty sixteen is poking. And here's why. Hey, with Cynthia's battle mute playing music in the background. See. I mean Puckle Superstar Shifty in the ring And please Please read in wrestler's voice. voice No, forget, forget <laughs> that I'm here for one reason to, to take on the Puckle title Thatch, I'm calling you out March 28th at Puckle Mania I challenge you to a last man standing match Brother Unless you are Torchicken to face me I think That's I right. think
2: he's asking about March 18th when Pokken actually comes out, uh, which I will more than likely be too busy to just play random people in Pokken. Uh, but, I mean, it, it's the, I agree with the sentiment. It's because that day's my birthday, and also my future mother-in-law will be in town. <laughs> so, unfortunately, I have to deal with not that. Not a good day. Not a good day to, like, <laughs> for try playing to... Paken, for playing
0: Pokken, that is. For playing
2: Pokken. I mean, yeah, probably not a good day for that. Uh, I'll probably be doing other things. I mean, I would be more—I would love to play Pocket that day. Perfect birthday, playing some Pokemon. I was actually going to ask Ethan to come down before I realized my future mother-in-law was coming down that day, um, or was going to be here that day because I was going to like Ethan. We should get together. We should play like Pocket and like stream it and like hang out and just do that. But unfortunately, no. Maybe the weekend after that'd be fun though.
1: I'd be down with it.
2: Uh, keep going, Maximus.
1: All right. Um, that's, that's right. I'm coming for your title, and I'm gonna bury you six feet deep in a cafridus. Can you smell what the shiftry is cooking?
2: <laughs>
1: All right, that's from shiftry.
2: Um, so you can get this next one from NGA M Star. Uh Sublime.
0: All right. Ahoy, Thatch and crew! Hope things are going well in the tourney. I wasn't confident enough to enter this one. I think a little more time getting comfortable with breeding and showdown, and I'll be right on track. Keeping things short and sweet, straight to the mailbag. Though, and this is my guess, like everyone else in the mailbag, I am most excited for a new franchise game in 2016. Whatever that ends up being. Not sure if it would be Z or something else. It just needs to be something. I had a thought with the resurgence of fans through the wave of Pokemon, um, as well as new Pokemon, younger growing fan base, that a new franchise game could go back to Kanto, but with everything that we know about Pokemon now. Maybe even some newly discovered mobs through the changing of the world as time has gone by, thinking about however many times the world has almost been taken over by a miscellaneous antagonist, as well as the impact of post-game events. Things could be explained through changing migration patterns after the resurgence of Groudon Kyogre, which could tie into Oros. I think it fits because it would pay homage to the 20th anniversary as well as introducing new concepts. Holding off buying a new pair of thongs until the puckle flip-flops come out. Mm-hmm. Namaste. Um. P.S. To all the salty Aussies who missed out on a hoopy Hoopa event, we finally have a window from the 18th to the 29th of January. Pick up from JB Hi-Fi, EB Games, and Big W.
2: Woo-hoo! Woo! Uh, they are getting the Mew event, too, so that's something.
0: Uh, yes, they are getting the Mew event.
2: <laughs> All right, so our next one. I really like this email. I'm very excited that I accidentally ended up getting this one. Uh, I think I think this is my vote for the Green Taurus badge this week, just FYI. Um, <laughs> this is from Captain Gravy. Ahoy, Thatch and other land lovers. I am Captain Gravy, proud captain of the SS Gravy. You are probably familiar with my fine shift ship. It sails around many a Thanksgiving table, delivering delicious sauce to your turkey and mashed potatoes. I have listened to the Puckle Podcast for around six months now. I first discovered it when I got married and moved all the way to Arkansas to attend grad school. I was looking for something to listen to as I walked around campus. I study creative writing, fiction specific fiction specifically, and figure it was about time that the writer should write into his favorite podcast. As for the mailbag question, other than getting an awesome Mew next month, finally, I am most looking forward to the Pokemon Generations TCG set. I occasionally play Pokemon cards with my wife, but usually I just use those as bookmarks. This might sound crazy, especially to those who are avid TCG fans, but it makes me really happy to see a Pokemon card each time I open up a book. And sometimes I have even rediscovered Pokemon cards that I have left in books when I go to reread them. It's a cool feeling. By the way, I got tired of hearing about this non-existent bingo card. So I went ahead and made some. This should be enough for everyone in the Blackthorn Council. If you decide to use them, maybe whoever wins could decide on the episode's topic, or even host for a week and Thatch could go could co-host for a change. That's up to you guys to decide. I hope we got to get more involved in the Buckle community soon. The SS Gravy has left the harbor. Actually, what I want to do with these bingo cards is I want to post one of them to the website like every other week or something like that. And if anybody can fill one out, they can get a badge or something. <laughs> Uh, he did send in some bingo cards though, and they're really good. I don't want to spoil them for you guys because I'm gonna put them on the website this week, and hopefully you guys can get just as much joy out of reading these as I can, as I did. They're they're really good actually. Uh, so thank you for making that for us, uh, Captain Gravy. Um, so our next one is from uh, I believe Shuckle, Shuckles. Uh, you got this one, Mister Maximus. Gotcha.
1: Hello, Thatch and all you Shuckalonians. I have returned after holidays away, and I have a few things on my mind to square away with you. How is it that you could have recorded episode 213 and not mentioned Pokemon number 213? That's right. Pokemon 213 is Shuckle, and I'm a bit offended that it never came up. This is the Shuckle Podcast. After all, is it? (laughs) P-U-C-L <laughs> equals shuckle. See? P-U-C-L spells shuckle. In the same universe where whimsicott is a flying or where flip-flops are semi- <laughs> synonymous with parting simulation, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and it's also the same universe where the things called thatch are things you roast. I hope you know what I'm getting at. I'm very excited about VGC 2016. I'm not Why? sure I'm hearing <laughs> complaints about the new additions. Yeah, I'm not too excited of it. Anything with more legendaries is scaring me. Yeah, it feels like a power creep. Yeah. It has actually made things more exciting experience. From the practice battles I've competed in, I haven't had trouble with the big guns out there. Rather, Crobat, and Lightheart, and a few others, like the ones that have been rising up and making names for themselves. You see, I know I have to face the primal duo as well as the uh, unornamented fairy deer and the big ray dragon. So I prepared for them, just like I prepared for Chalk in the past. The problem is usually the supports. They are much harder to predict. And that's what makes Pokemon fun. Just remember that it's better to face the devil you know instead of the devil you don't. My last comment is regarding Twitter. I wonder if you might consider setting up a Twitter chat group. Kind of like your chat box. The problem with the chat box is I'm never at my computer and there are Twitter groups for Puckle fans. We can all chum together and build the community even better than we are currently.
2: Uh, side Side note. Actually, our chat box has a uh, has an app. Uh, if you go if you go on your iPhone or your Android, whatever you have, if you look in if you look up Chatwing, you can actually go to our chat box on your phone through that app. So it's kind of like being on Twitter. But if that doesn't work for you, maybe we can look into making a Twitter chat group. Uh, continue, Maximus. You're good.
1: Okay. I did it with another podcast, and it was a lot of fun. Although you may want to turn your notifications off for the groups so to go those crazy all day long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love you all. Well, love all you do. I wish you the best. Shuckles, aka Zinga. Alright.
2: So our next one is from Jester. You got this one, Sublime. It's very short.
0: Yes. Um, Fetch. What's that in the distance? Could it be? It is another mailbag question from Jestern, and there was celebration throughout the land. Hi, Puckle peeps, Puckle casters, and Puckle listeners alike. I was going to answer the the mailbag, asked um, Stitcher to rewind, and my phone crashed. It was probably just a Rodham, but I took it as a sign. Instead, I'll leave you with this, because I think it's hilarious, and it's a picture of Giratina eating cupcakes and being maniacal about it, and it is really cute. (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's true. Uh, it, it is true, and so we will uh, we will put it on the gallery that does exist for Puckle. <laughs> you want to look at? Um, I guess I can take the next one, or you can take the next one. It doesn't matter. Um, I, I guess I'll just grab it. So this next one's from Bosefus What the heck is up, guy? It, guys, it's Mister Bosefus here for a fun time mailbag. I want to give a huge-o shout out to Mr. Celebrandas for setting me, me on this, uh, crazy Pokemon hack rom kick. I'm having so much fun. I tried a quick Nuzlocke of Blue Kaizo and died in my second battle against Buttface. His starter poke, a friggin' Mew, no softboiled at level 8. And the D-Bag has super potions before I can even buy potions. I'm gonna to have to try it again another time with a bit more gumption. In the meantime, I've been playing Pokemon Glazed version, which is a hack of Emerald. It takes place in the Tounod version, uh, which is donut spelled backwards, hence glazed version. It's ridiculously fun. There are so many story elements going on, and I only have five badges. Team Fusion is experimenting with dimensions, which causes you to shift between the Pokemon world and a world where Pokemon is just a game. This world. The Professor gives a device that lets you talk to all Pokemon. Your dad gives you an experience share right away. There's a Pikachu that wears a red scarf, hates you, cusses you out, attacks your parents and joins Team Fusion just to level up and beat you. At one point, he steals all your badges, and you can't use any HMs. I don't want to give too much away, but this game is seriously fun. I forgot to mention, even though it is a Gen 3 hack, it has up to Gen 5 pokes, if not 6. I just haven't run into any yet. I'm fairly certain Fairy type is included because I mock-punched a Clefairy, and it wasn't very effective. I'm having a blast in it, and I might make it a thing if I can keep it going. I'd answer the mailbag, but I kind of already answered it once Sniss and I were here on last week. Uh, keep it fuckly, I guess. Smell you later, Bosefis. All right, all right. Uh, you get this next one from uh, DDG Maniac, Maximus.
1: Gotcha. Hi, and whoever he has. It is I, Dennis the DDG Maniac, here for another mailbag. I'll start by saying uh, my hype for this year even though there's a few things I won't be able to get, my favorite things about the 20th anniversary of Pokemon is that at last, they're at, well, at last they'll distribute the, the elusive mystical Pokemon I haven't seen the, the distribute in a long, long time. But not everything's good. Even though I'm excited to finally have all the mystical Pokes, I won't be able to get most of them. Now here's the reason. Due to Puerto uh, Puerto Rico's economic crisis, the government raises their taxes, making some commercials and stores to pay ridiculous high taxes, causing them to close. This is no exception for American stores, and due to the unnecessary way of solving the problem, GameStop's from around the island of Puerto Rico will close on March. Ouch. All of them? I
0: guess. Yep. Yeah, uh, Lord Jashiro was talking about that as well. Was he talking about that? I, yeah, because he'd be the Rico. guy
2: to talk about because he's from Puerto Rico. That's interesting.
1: Oh. All right, I mean, keep going. <laughs> the so day sad. I felt this news, I just had to fade in the shadows and sadness, as if my heart and soul were the purge from my body, and all that was left was an empty shell, and turned into a phantom. Eesh. Hope this, change, hope this changes before March since GameStop stopped making pre-orders. Sorry for spreading my sadness. I'll just fade back in the shadows and try to cheer up a little with a bit of Pokemon Cross. My plushies and wait for the fight with Thatch. Which will, which of course, when we both get some time off. I just started the new semester in college and I'm already busy with the assessments. Essays and writing everything in APA format. P.S. Swift Swim Baratic and Quick Feet Urson and Doubles is really fun to use and not very expected. Well, that's all. Spook you guys next week. Yeah, (laughs) the DDG Maniac. Oh, man. Oh, jeez. That was dark.
2: Yeah. Oh, Subline, you get one of my favorites. You get Red (laughs) 7.
0: Yep, all right. Howdy, Thatch and Featured Co-hosts. This is Red 7 reporting after a very busy week. As Thatch would say, without further to do, let's hop into the mailbag. When I first saw um, the Pokemon 20-year anniversary video, I completely flipped out. A legendary release each month? Not only that, but we would be receiving rare. Hard to obtain legendary Pokemon. This is a great time to be alive, my friends. Of all the Pokemon that will be released within the coming months, none of them has pinked my interest more than Darkrai. His Platinum Pokedex entry reads, to protect itself... It afflicts those around it with nightmares. However, it means no harm. I call Toro's poop on that one. If I recall, Darkbray wants to mean all the harm on you. And who can blame it? Here he is minding his own business in Canale City, terrorizing poor children with vicious nightmares and feeding on their fear. The mother of one of these children, desperate for your help, cries that cases like this have happened before. There were people who never woke up from their nightmares. Before you know it, you're on a quest to retrieve the Lunar Wing, which frees the child from his torture and ultimately saves his life. Everyone is happy. Everyone except for Darkrai. Cheated out of his sustenance, Darkrai begins to weave a nasty plot for (laughs) retribution. He sends you a member's card, which grants you entrance into a house that was previously unoccupied. You are immediately drawn to the house. As if pulled by a force you can't explain, as you enter you are met with a strange man. He stands in the threshold, "'almost as if he knew you were going to walk in. "'The air grows thick with dread. "'Your chest begins to feel heavy. "'Your lungs struggle to take in life. "'Welcome,' he sings with a menacing grin. "'We've had a reservation for you. "'We've held it a long time. "'Your feet betray you as the man leads you further into the house. "'You are no longer in control of your body, "'and a bed beckons you from within his lair. "'You climb in, the cold sheets sucking all the warmth from your body.' Your eyes become dark as you look up one last time. His body begins to vanish in shadow as you fall into a deep sleep. You are now in his domain. You play by his rules. In this game of shadow, few have ever escaped into the light of the living. He will have his vengeance. His hunger will be sated, or at least, that's what he planned. He didn't take into account the strength of your resolve. He didn't plan for the sheer force of will that pushes you to greatness. He failed to divine that he had trapped a traitor who would one day stand above all others, and that Darkrai, the weaver of nightmares, would be a stepping stone. This is one of the few instances where a Pokemon seeks to do you harm. His anger fuels his actions as he ushers you in, the metaphorical lamb to the slaughter. He has only the cruelest of intentions, and if he had his way, your adventure would end here. This is one of the best events in the Pokemon series, and it chilled me to the bone when I first encountered it. I'm disappointed that we won't be able to have another Darkrai event like this one, but I'm glad that we're given the chance to command him once more. Before I go, here's another poem. Be sure to guess where it's from. One duck, two duck, three duck, four. The pain, it shakes you to the core. Secret salvation, reliefs in store. Depart with joy and hurt no more.
2: I have no idea which one
0: that is. Last week's poem was titled The Last Words of Marowak. In it, you hear the last wish of a mother who gives her life to protect her child. Of course, this could be found in Pokemon Red in Lavender Town. I always felt that her sacrifice was one of the defining moments in this game. Well, it's late. Later days. Red 7. Awesome. Read, <laughs> uh, watch the movie with Darkrai, and he's not such a meanie.
2: <laughs> no, that movie's... that That is one of the better movies. Yeah, and that. he's
0: just misunderstood.
2: I think the three Diamond and Pearl movies are actually fantastic. Uh, well, not fantastic. They're good for Pokemon movies. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. So our next one is from, I believe, Antonin. So, hello, Thatch and Randomly Encountered hosts. I wanted to thank everyone in the podcast for setting me on a journey to training and raising stronger Pokemon and, to be, and striving to be the very best, even po- possibly even like no one ever was. I thought to catch them was my, to, my real test, but now I see that to train them is my cause. <laughs> I've traveled across many regions, searching far and wide. Uh, Anyways, last week I read my first 2-5 IV Pokemon and I'm really excited about it. Hopefully I'll have time to breed the rest of the team and get started on training soon. Both difficult tasks to do when you have a baby at home that needs constant attention. As far as the mailbag goes, I'm still most excited about Pokemon releases on the Virtual Console. Except for the fact that I have Pokemon Yellow at my trusty Game Boy in my office, I still can't wait to dive back into the world of Original Kanto. However, I'm hoping for the announcement of Red Z and Blue Z which would really make my ear. And who knows? Maybe we'll get uh, Time, Pearl, and Space Diamond or something. Oh, please no. Please no. <laughs> please nobody do that. Please don't. I would be so sad. Uh, that was from Hampton guys. guys. Um, you can get this next one from Winmore, uh, Maximus.
1: Okay. Uh, okay. Just clicked on the same email. So- <laughs>
2: constant problem i tell you so many emails this week thank you again for everybody who did send an email uh i love it when you guys send an emails this is a lot of emails i'm not saying whether or not that is a good or a bad thing (laughs) did you find
1: it uh maximus yeah i'm just gonna make sure that's him okay hey y'all winmore here it's been a little while since i wrote in but none of the last few mailbags really applied to me but with you guys' endorsement, I have to pick up every new Mystery Dungeon game eventually. I'm actually starting another playthrough of X, and I chose to do it using a team made up entirely of wonder-traded pokes. I'm really excited to play with an Axe to you out of Trubbish. but the real question is, do I really have to play with a Zigzagoon? Yes. Yes, you do. <laughs> for the 20th anniversary, I'm excited for the typical answers. Hopefully, a new Pokemon main game to be released, Pokemon Go to be functional, and actually really excited for the mythical Pokemon distribution. I don't think I've had a Mew in game since the Game Shark days in Red and Blue. Wow. Long time. <laughs> As a side note, I've been reading all the articles in the Poco site, and I really oh. like Snags and Whimsicott's ones on starter Pokemon being different types, and what Pokemon would be the best choices. I had thought about the same thing before, and I agreed with a lot of their choices. Welp. See ya. I went Uh, north.
2: Alright, Sublime, you get this next one from uh, Cleary.
0: Yes, alright. Hey, Thatchin, whoever he has. It's Cleary here to answer this week's mailbag. So what am I excited for in Pokemon's 20th anniversary? The merch! I'm talking hats, shirts, pants, shoes, shoelaces, cereals, SpaghettiOs, I really hope that Game Freak and the Pokemon Company just go on a nostalgia trip and bring back all of the cool things from the 90s that we loved. Maybe even having McDonald's do a re-release of the old Pokeballs with gold-plated cards in them. That was Burger King. Yeah, oh, I loved those. Um I'm really curious as to what they are going to do with that Super Bowl commercial spot they've acquired recently. What do you guys think? Pokemon Go, Pokemon's 20th anniversary spotlight, a new game?
2: No. Anyways,
0: that's enough from me until next time. Train on, Cleary. Which Pokemon tagline do you guys prefer? The old one, gotta catch them all, or the new one? I don't know train if... on.
2: I don't know if that's like a new catchphrase. I think that's just like one of the I things... I think he's that referring
0: think...
2: to his. Well, no, no. The, if you go through the 20th anniversary, like promotional material, they do say train on. But oh. I think that's more of like a 20th anniversary catchphrase, you know oh.
0: what I mean? I like the old catchphrase. Yeah, I
2: think I don't think they'll ever get rid of catch them all because that's like they the... did.
0: They stopped using it um because it got inferred as saying "gotta buy
1: them all."
2: Well, they brought it back. Um, I think they did brought it they? back recently. Yeah,
0: but
1: like they, they, I've always I agree, they, they, they it did get in a... the anime. Yeah, they yeah, Got wide. Theme song. Gotta catch
2: all. Yeah, it was back. Uh, they brought it back hardcore. All right, so our next one is from Evie Light. Hi, Thatch and whoever is on this week. I hope it's not too late to submit this week's mailbag. No, you did it 19 hours ago. Uh, I am really excited about everything that Pokemon is going to release for its 20th anniversary. However, the things I am most looking forward to are the following. First and foremost, the new Nintendo 3DS Pokemon 20th Edition Bundle. Last year, I opted to not purchase the Hyrule Gold Limited Edition 3S because I had hoped Nintendo would release a Pokemon Edition. I'm extremely happy that I waited and even more excited about the fact that I'll be able to purchase different faceplates. Including the European Pokémon sprite faceplate. Secondly, the movies. I've been waiting to start my Pokémon movie collection, and finally, I can purchase them all on iTunes. Mostly, all of them. Uh, they're going to be a hefty investment, so I'm going to have to purchase them little by little throughout the year. Hopefully, I'll have a completed collection by Christmas time. Third, the video games: Pokémon Go, Pocket Tournament, Pokémon Z. Hopefully, the reveal comes soon. My brother and cousin are also into Pokémon, so we'll most li- mostly most likely have an all-nighter when the game's release. Oh, man, you don't even know. We're going to definitely do the, uh, the, uh, what is it called? The free, uh, or the live show when we when it releases. We'll definitely be there covering it all. I'm hopeful uh, Pokemon Z will be revealed during the Pokemon Super Bowl ad. I doubt it. I think it's going to be a Pokemon Go commercial. The You have to think of the demographics of the Super Bowl ad, right? And that's definitely one of those things. Um, Finally, the legendary Pokemon distribution. I'm looking forward to being able to obtain these Pokemon, specifically Meloetta and Keldeo. I loaned those out to someone who was trying to complete their Pokedex and never got them traded back. Hey, can you guys explain how soft resetting works? Sublime?
0: Check out my new article. (laughs) Coming soon. A new series.
2: That's true. Soft resetting is, uh, Sublime is very good at that. I've heard you guys mention it on the podcast, and I believe you use it to obtain legendaries with specific natures and IVs. That's exactly what you do. I figured this would be helpful this this year since legendaries are crucial. Thanks for taking the time to read my email. Keep up the good work. Eevee light. P.S. Are you going to post any of the UUTC battles on the YouTube channel? If people want to, uh, they're more than welcome to send us the things, and I would love to do uh, commentary with Shamu. It would be great. I think tonight I might do it because I'm uh, battling both of us for our UUTC match tonight, and I'm pretty sure he'll be okay with me posting our battle on YouTube this week. So, yeah. We're, uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to post uh, some of the battles on YouTube, if not just battles in general on YouTube. I think that would be a lot of fun. Alright, so our next one is from Dig Duglet. Maximus, you got this.
1: Woo! Okay, let's go.
2: Last long one. <laughs>
1: <coughs> Gotta clear my throat here. Good think there's like three of us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Thatch and the Puckalicious crew. Doug Diglett. Doug Doug. <laughs> Dick, wow. Dick Douglas here, throwing my Pan Cham hat in the ring for this week's mailbag. I've been listening to the podcast for over a year now, but this is my first time mailing in i like to answer 2 mailbag questions, this week's and the weeks prior. I am most excited for Pokemon Go this year, but isn't everyone? So I'm going to talk about my second favorite anniversary happening, the mythical Pokemon distribution. I began my journey in the U.S. release of Red and Blue back in 1998. I remember how truly mysterious Mew was, and he was only distributed to IRL at events that happened nowhere near my tiny hometown. No GTS, no Wi Fi training back then. He was very difficult to get, so naturally I obsessed over him. I read so many stories on GeoCities website. Oh, God, GeoCities. What? Unless it's an old website. No. <laughs> that described detailed ways to find that elusive little genderless guy. Oh, alas. The truck never moved, so to speak. None of those methods worked, and after a few years, my interest of Pokemon, I my interest of Pokemon waned. I stopped playing before Gen 3's release. You missed out, man, and didn't return to the series until X and Y. Oh man! In my absence, I missed out on every major mythical Pokemon event. I'm excited that now I get a chance to attain all the mythical mods I missed out over the years, but most excited from you. I have crazy nostalgia feels for questioning after, after, uh, after it as a kid, so I'm stoked to finally be able to get one almost 20 years later. As for my favorite Nuzlocke memories, I must say that this episode's release was perfect timing for me. As I was partway through my first Nuzlocke, a Wonderlock playthrough of my copy of Y. I never forget, I never forgot the hopeless feeling of losing my first Pokemon, a male curlier that I was hoping that would become a star player on my team as a Gallade. But by far my most devastating loss has been my beloved Ludicolo, who provided great coverage for my team. He was with me from the beginning on my journey, starting as a low tad, I received on Route 3. I was feeling creative the night I lost him, so I decided to write him a eulogy. I've attached it at the end of this email because I know that this running kind of long, read it if you like, or feel free to omit it for a time. If you do choose to read, and the fluffiest woman's cot is there, (laughs) she's not. (laughs) She's not here. <laughs> nah, sorry, man. I'd like to humbly request that she read it. If she's absent, anyone can have at it. Before I go, I would like to thank each and every member of the Blackthorn Council for coming together and creating great podcasts for us to listen to each and every week. I truly enjoy them, and I know lots of others do. Your hard work keeping the Lavender now Lavender Radio Tower up and running is greatly appreciated. Man, I cannot talk today. So long, everybody. This is the Dig Douglet signing off from the Sunshine State. As Soviet facts would say. In Soviet Russia, flip flops catch you.
2: I think we'll leave the eulogy for another time, just because there's so many emails this week. Um, Sublime, you want to grab this next one from what? Ten little men.
0: Ten little men. Good insert time of day here, so good evening, that and assorted co-hosts. Ten little men here riding in to fuel the hype surrounding the 20th anniversary of Pokémon. I am excited for pretty much everything Pokémon this year, from Nintendo's momentous release of the many mythical monsters made available via events this year the masterful martial and magical mayhem many unique Pokemon will showcase in Pokken Tournament, to the somewhat skeptical speculation surrounding the success and failure of Pokemon Go, and the nostalgic journey back to Pokemon RBY's archaic adventures awakening once again on the 3DS eShot. There certainly isn't a lack of innovative and intriguing ideas to look forward to regarding the official site of Pokemon in 2016. This isn't even accounting for the highly anticipated assortment of new Puckle content to um, set to arrive this year, including movie podcasts, the monthly live shows, and even more content that is either yet to be announced or is simply slipping my mind at two in the morning. I eagerly await all of the new content that you guys are working so hard to make. With all of that to look forward to, it was quite hard to choose my most anticipated Pokemon-related in the upcoming year. However, after much deep deliberation undoubtedly what i look forward to most is the announcement of a new announcement of a new main series pokemon game for this year whether it is the likely pokemon zero crazy plot twist with gen 7 deep down however i'm also i also kind of hope that no game is announced that year if only to observe the immense confusion that will undoubtedly arise from so long without a game well before the end of this mailbag i just wanted to go super off topic and ask if any of the reputable hosts present today have read a pokemon Dojinshi, a fan a fan fiction in manga form, essentially. If you aren't, okay, called dating a Team Magma grunt. No, if not. Old.
1: Oh, I ha- yep. mm-hmm. yeah. It, it's, what's sad
2: is like, there's definitely more story left, but the guy got drafted. Well, he had to go serve in the Korean military. That's dark. So he like, well, he had to. So he can't do art for like the next two years.
0: I see. And he's in the military, so it's really sad.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, he highly recommends it. It is quirky, weird, adorable, and I just can't get over it. Well, with words wandering and withdrawing within my wakening, wistful need for wondrous sleep, with a flip-flop to you, ten little men, now must bid adieu.
2: All right, so our last one is from R-Sigma Puckalodians! Yo! R-Sigma here to exclaim how happy I am for those 20th anniversary happenings. First of all, I think I'm going to have to sell off some of my Magic cards I have no intent of using to upgrade to that snazzy Red Flash Blue new 3DS. I've been holding out for a small black model to release in the U.S., but I think it might be time to give up on that. I think I might be collecting those Mythic Pokemon card boxes just because the pins look sweet, I agree. Though it is sad to hear that Deoxys is now ranked as second. Fion 2 Special... Uh, sec- as a second Fionn, too special to be allowed to compete with other legends, but too easy to obtain to be considered mythical, could they seriously not have added it to the distributions to get a full year of mythicals, or throw Vulcanian into the official schedule? I think I talked about that last week, actually, my ideas for Vulcanian, since there's not a Vulcanian in the schedule. In closing, the UK's VGC scene is the most amazing thing. While we will, while, while we see other regionals have been dominated with your current hotness of Groudon slash Xerneas slash Kangaskhan slash Salaman slash Smeargle slash Crobat or Calenflame, the UK had not one but two Raichu make the top eight, one in first. Also, a Togetic is now taken, has, now has first place re, uh, first place regionals finish. So thanks UK, and thanks, Team Jamie.
0: How much do you want to bet it was paired with, a uh, Mega Rayquaza? I have no idea. That's really common right now. Uh, oh, toga kiss not toga kick never dig yeah. never mind
2: stay fresh r sigma so that is it for our very long mailbag this week uh my vote for the mailbag badge i don't know what yours is uh is our friend captain gravy who did the po- bingo cards do i have an agreement or does that have...
1: works
0: I don't know who has it and who doesn't. Is uh, my Captain own. Gravy does
2: not have it, so it makes then, it very easy for me. All the
0: more <laughs> reason to give it to him.
2: Okay, Captain Gravy, you've won the Green Taurus badge this week.
1: Yay! Yay.
2: <laughs> Submit for it on the website. You can have it. It's all yours. All right. So next week, if you want to mail into the mailbag, you can do so by emailing pucklepodcast at, gmail at com with the answer to the question, what is your thought on fairy type? Has it been good for us? Has it been bad for us? What's your favorite fairy type? Send that in to G- PucklePodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you just want some more Puckle-, Puckle in Your Life, this week we should be putting out the first movie podcast. So look out for that in your feed on Thursday. That's going to be very, very exciting. Ethan's been very, he's, he's very happy and very nervous about it. So uh, please do listen to it if you, ha- if you have the time and you want some more Puckle in Your Life. You can also follow us on Twitter, Twitter. Twi- uh, at Puckle Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Puckle Podcast. If you Reddit, you can subscribe to our ret- subreddit, r slash Puckle. And if you, uh what's the other thing? If you tumble, you can go to Tumblr, pucklepodcast.tumblr.com. On top of that, if you haven't already, please review us on iTunes. That really helps us out. We've had a couple more since the last week the more itunes reviews the better it's great it really helps us out it makes me feel really good actually somebody wrote like this very heartfelt one and it was uh it was very nice so thank you to who was that that was picante dante 005 he wrote a very uh very good one that i found very appreciative for myself and recording this podcast and if you do that that helps us out that helps more people find us that's great and, uh, not to be like a narc, and I hate doing this because it's a lot of very self-promotion things. Um, if you ha, if you haven't already, um, and you, you can, you're able to, and you were thinking about it, you can definitely go and, um, subscribe to, or not subscribe, but become a patron on our Patreon. For as low as a dollar a month, you can support Puckle. We give you some cool rewards. I promise you, I am using none of the money personally nor are any of the council members. We are using it only to make the show better. We are using it to make the community better. That is all the money is for. Uh Including in Fear patron, we will give you every month a detailed list of what the money has been spent on, where we are in the treasury at that moment, and everything. So uh make sure that if you haven't already and you're looking for a way to support Fuckle, this is a great way to do it. Uh, we've almost hit all of our milestones. <laughs> Because I did not expect it to be as successful as it is. So uh, we're going to definitely have to make some more stretch goals. That's for sure. But yeah, if we hit $100 a month at some point, we'll definitely be giving out, doing like an almost monthly giveaway. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's gonna The money that we have now is definitely going to be helping to make the podcast better. Some of the hosts, as you can tell, have not the best recording equipment. Some of them, I think Maximus included, are using things like iPhone headphones. And so we wanna we wanna go ahead and increase the quality of the show. So we're gonna be using it on recording equipment, we'll be using it on a uh, number of things. So thank you thank you to those of you who have already supported us. It's great. I appreciate it. It really gets to me in the bottom of my heart. So thank you very much. And uh I think that's all the things that you guys should be doing in the meantime, until next week, right? I don't think I missed anything. So I guess until next time. I'm Trainer Thatch.
0: I'm and Mr. I'm Maximus. Sublime Manic. Ooh.
2: Oh. Wow. Let's do let's do this again. Let's do this again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm Trainer Thatch.
0: Mr. Maximus. Oh, I'm Mr. Maximus. And I'm Sublime Manic.
2: And here in the Lattered Town Radio Tower. It's closing